Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Thank you for listening to the Recover Your Soul podcast and being part of this very special community. This episode is one of the bonus episodes that Apple Podcast subscribers and Patreon members have had access to first. And now I want to share it with you. If you enjoy this episode and you want more Recover Your Soul every week, you too can be an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member and support the production of this podcast and the Soul Recovery Mission. The links are in the show notes. Welcome to the Recover Your Soul podcast. Thank you very much for joining me here. We are on our bonus episodes. I'm so grateful for all of those who are Apple Podcast subscribers and Patreon members, those of you who are helping support this podcast and help it get out into the world, help more people to find soul recovery. Thank you very much. As you know, we are doing a deeper dive on these bonus episodes, and last episode was step one. We're going to go ahead and do the steps. These are the steps through Al-Anon. As taught by Al-Anon, I have my own soul recovery steps that are a little bit different and flow in a little bit different way, but we're taking a deeper dive into Al-Anon for right now as requested from one of our Patreon members, Christy. And so I want to use all the different faculties, all the different literature from Al-Anon. But even when I read through a bunch of the books, I still came back to wanting to read out a hope for today, which is what I read out of step one. We're going to do step two. And I'm reading out of hope from today. And I will comment as usual, of my own experience, strength and hope. 
And this is actually from February 1st reading in Hope for Today, but I really loved how it talked about step two. Here we go. My best thinking and my best efforts proved insufficient to the task of restoring me to sanity. My life had become completely unmanageable. Man, do I remember my unmanageable life. In Al-Anon, I heard that a power greater than myself could bring order to my life. I began opening my mind to the possibility. To me, step two is all about hope. It is the process by which I become free from whatever problem is bothering me. It gives me something else to do, somewhere else to go when my life becomes unmanageable. I learn to look beyond myself for answers. I absolutely loved how they talked about this because my life had become so unmanageable, partially from my own drinking. As you know, I'm an alcoholic, a recovered alcoholic, and also because I had taken on the responsibilities of thinking that I needed to fix everybody else. I needed to control the situation. Everything was completely out of hand. My husband's drinking was out of hand. My children had addictive personalities to start out from the beginning and began to use drugs and alcohol at very young ages. And so there was a lot going on in our family. And I didn't really grasp, even though I had been going to a spiritual center for the entire time that we were had kids from my entire life, I had a spiritual foundation. So it's interesting that to me, this step, this step about coming to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity is such a profound step. Because when I was in the mix of all of the dysfunction and all of the drama and all of the trauma and all my frustrations about Rich and all my frustrations with the kids, all of this stuff happens. It's not that when you do soul recovery or you begin to turn the attention to ourselves that other people clean up their stuff and none of it exists. No, it is all out there in its absolute chaos at the finest. That is never going to stop. It's how we personally feel about it, how we relate to it, what happens to us, how we see it, how we choose to feel about it. When we are able to become free from whatever the problem is, we can be free. It seems impossible at the moment to think that we could be having family medical crisis, for example. And you are going to the hospital, you are dealing with the things that are happening, but there's a freedom that comes when you believe that a power greater than yourself is the one who is doing the work and the healing. You are just the hands and the feet and the eyes and the the physical manifestation of spirit that you can allow yourself to just be present and believe come to believe that something greater than yourself is the one who's actually doing something. And it may not end up being what we wish that it would turn out like. It doesn't always mean that everyone gets well. It doesn't always mean that there is smooth sailing and how it all works out. It means that we trust that there is some larger something happening And that even in chaos and even in death and even in suffering, that we have the capacity to be held and to be tenderly supported during those times. 
There has never been a time in history that didn't have absolute chaos. It is always part of human nature. Can we allow ourselves to look beyond ourselves for the answers? I love that. To look beyond yourself for the answers. It goes on to say, coming to believe is a process. First, I come to believe that others have faith and that their belief in the higher power somehow makes a difference in their lives. This is community. This is where we come together. And when we're in the depths of our hardship, that's the beauty of going to meetings or being in online meetings or on online community, coming to the soul recovery support group on the first Monday of every month, allowing us to come together in group and to connect and see that other people have gone through what you've gone through, that you are not alone. I know that when I started going to meetings, both in Al-Anon and in AA, I was so desperate. I was so desperate and I was so what I felt like at the time was broken. And you would see people there who had strength. They had courage. They had made it through the adversity. They had come out the other side. They were happy. They were joyous. They were free, even though life was still happening around them with all kinds of chaos and difficulty. They had an ease about them. And that led me to believe that I too could have that. That's what I hope you get from me. I was in a desperate place. And now I see the world totally differently because I spend so much of my time and energy following my spiritual path, studying spirituality, and allowing myself to connect with that higher power that I believe is all of us, and that we all see it and feel it a different way, that I can't tell you exactly how to be with it because it is unique to you. I believe spirit speaks to each of us differently. And that doesn't mean that religion isn't important or worthy. Whatever that is for you, I'm just more of a metaphysician, more of a larger, broader stroke in how I see things. But each of you gets to choose. So when I saw people And then I knew that I had been having a spiritual experience before, but I wasn't actually living it. I was studying it. I was observing it, but I wasn't actually believing it deeply and who I was. I wasn't embodying yet because I still didn't think that I was whole. I still felt like there was something wrong with me. I still wanted the world to be different. I still used to try to cover up my pain. So seeing other people who have hope, who have recovered, was so inspirational to me. It says, I can see peace, love, and happiness in many of the people at meetings, and I yearn to possess those qualities myself. Gradually, my mind opens to the possibility that I, too, can experience serenity. Eventually, I become willing, the word willing, to believe that even that comes in stages. To understand that it's not a burning bush, this isn't something that happens immediately for everyone. I know for some people, and I describe it as a switch, because for me, 
there is something that has happened to me that I feel like was an on off button that I couldn't not see it once I had seen it. That there was a power greater than myself who could restore me to sanity. And when I saw it, that was the start of soul recovery. I've had one of our members ask me about that, about what is it that makes that change? When I work with people in spiritual coaching, I can feel the shift that happens when we stop looking outward and we begin looking inward. And we realize that we don't have control of everything else. We only have control of ourselves. That there is a higher power that can restore us to sanity. And we want that sanity. There's a distinct shift in how they begin to see their lives, how they begin to feel about what's happening to them, a beauty in the control for themselves, a power and a strength that comes. And it's amazing to witness and to watch because that is the gift of soul recovery. That is the gift of the gradual and sometimes quick change that happens in us where we stop thinking that life is happening to us and begin to believe that life is happening for us, that we have this ability to be okay even when the world around us is chaotic, that we don't need everybody else to modify their lives, to be different, to be somebody else for us to be okay. It goes on to say, Plenty of times I needed to ask my higher power for the willingness to be willing. The willingness to be willing. I love that it doesn't demand that you believe it all at once. It just says, can you have an openness? Can you have a little tender part of you that is willing to allow for the belief that there could be a higher power that could restore you to sanity? This is a spiritual podcast. And I was just talking to somebody the other day who said that they had a son who was struggling with addiction and wasn't wanting to go into any of the recovery, to 12-step recoveries, because he didn't like the God thing. For me, it doesn't have to be God. It can be whatever that is for you. But my experience is, and I think the foundation of spirituality that gives us relief from the complexities of being human is that there does need to be an opening to a higher power of your understanding that living a spiritual path will bring you a happy and healthy life. When you dig into the spiritual work, when you dig into the willingness to turn the attention to yourself, to let go of the suffering to not choose to feed the dark wolf, as one of my podcasts was about, to not choose to feed your suffering, that there is this profound shift that happens in us. And you just have to be a little bit willing, just a little bit willing. And then you can finally believe, but it doesn't have to be all at once. It goes on to say, exhilaration flows through me. The door to a new reality opens wide. I realize this revelation is just the beginning. I'm not restored to sanity in an instant. 
However, step two gives me hope that I can be healed because I now know and believe in the source of all healing. My higher power is there for me once I choose faith, once I choose sanity, and choose healing for my life. As I was reading that, I I had some emotion that came up. Because for me, this belief, this willingness to live a life that is led by my higher power has been the source of all my healing. It's a massive shift from most of us who have come from a lifetime of needing to be in control to survive. That there was so much that happened in our lives, so much that happened to us when we were children, the things that we chose because of those conditions, those conditionings that we had when we were kids. And then life continues to be this swirl of intensity and complexity and messiness. And so most of us get really good at being in control, really good at thinking that we personally have to be the ones that are going to force change, that are going to make it happen. And through that is so much loneliness and so much suffering. And we may be going to church. We may be going to a place where we're trying to have some sort of relief, but we're not willing to believe that this higher power is the way that our sanity is restored. They say insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results doing the same thing, expecting different results. Sometimes that thing that we're doing is how we interact with people, that we think if we can just tell him one more time to quit drinking this way, quit drinking for your kids, quit drinking for me, make a change that will be better because because it'll tell me that you love me. And you're using this tool that you hope that if you can just say it right this time, he'll hear you. She'll hear you. They will hear you. And that's not how it works. I've been listening to This Naked Mind by Annie Grace, and I just love her work. And I love her work because she took the 12 step as the only way to get sober and let that go and moved into her own way of dealing with her own desire to be free from alcohol. She changed the paradigm. She changed the vocabulary. She changed the way that you think about it. And it has been such a huge way for people to choose a different alternative and has just gone gangbusters. And she wrote the book in 2015. That wasn't that long ago. And in a podcast I listened to recently, she actually talked about how when she first came out with the book, some of the 12-step groups were really not wanting her to publish this book because it was different than what AA thought. Well, this is Al-Anon and AA that I talk about in a lot of my podcasts because that was the foundation of how I got sober But I agree with Annie Grace that there is so much more to it. It is so more fluid than this. There is so many more aspects of how to be kind to yourself, how to be gentle to yourself, how to take the foundation that was such a blessing for those that were the complete 
There's no hope for them alcoholics back in the 30s. To today, for us to choose spirituality, to choose a spiritual path, to find our own inner healing. Soul recovery is about healing that part of ourselves that we want somebody else to fix, to let go of that, to let go of the past, to allow ourselves to feel the feelings that have created these belief systems that we have about learning that we don't have to fix everybody else. We don't have to actually be only feeling okay if everybody else is feeling okay, that we don't have to be as happy as our least happy child or least happy family member. We can be happy. We can be happy regardless of what's happening to them. We can choose happiness. Happiness is an inside job. That we can see everything that's happened to us in our lives as learning tools to get us somewhere different and choose where that's going to be. You were given gifts by source to live on this world, to be on this planet, to do beautiful, amazing things, not always big, fancy, famous things, to do poignant, real, honest, hardworking, ordinary things that profoundly touch other people's lives, that allow you to be your best self, that To believe a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity gives us hope that the insanity that we're living can be set free, even if it doesn't go away. It doesn't say it's going to clear up all of our problems. What it says is that you can be restored to sanity, that you can make different choices, that you can stop behaving in these insane ways, repeating patterns that are no longer serving you. It has a thought for the day at the bottom. The phrase came to believe reminds me that faith is a process, not an event from which sanity arises. And the quote is from Paths to Recovery, page 18. The basic spiritual principle introduced in step two suggests that there is a power greater than we are that provides hope for sanity, whether we're living with an active alcoholic or not. Gosh, that's such a great reading. I am so grateful for soul recovery. I'm so grateful for living an alcohol-free life. It's interesting. I'm conscientious of labeling myself as an alcoholic because the truth is that's not my life anymore. That is not who I am anymore. I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to claim unhealthy mind and attitude in myself. I want to claim my positive, full self-thinking. So I love Out of the Naked Mind and Annie Grace that alcohol-free. I choose an alcohol-free life. I am choosing a drama-free life. I am choosing a control-free life. I am choosing a spiritual life. I choose happiness. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change, 
and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover Your Souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.